The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by designated managing broker of main event real estate, Tanya Diaz. Tanya, thank you for being here. Thank you, Tony. I'm so excited to be here. Um, a little nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> no, likewise. You have nothing to be nervous about. You're, you're going to do great. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for having me. But yeah, so originally from the Chicagoland area. Born and raised yeah. in Chicago, Logan Square neighborhood. Wow. Yeah, it's not the same Logan Square that it is today. I think that's one of the coolest things is when, you know, talking to people uh, about where they grew up in the city, how they've seen it transform to where it doesn't even remind them of the same city they grew up in, right? Yeah, my parents are still there, so I'm always reminded when I go back and I see the changes, but it's a good change. Yeah, it absolutely. Really absolutely. Um, but you have a little bit of a unique story in that, you know, part of your your team or the other half of your team, your husband, uh, and, and the reason for main event, right, yes. is that... Uh, your husband was a boxer. Yes, he was. And that's exactly how we came up with the name. Well, not we, me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, really. It was oh, me. Good for so you. I, you know, I kind of wanted, um, so David, a little bit about him, right? 96 U.S. Olympian, former lightweight world champion. Um, and so he got into real estate. When we decided to open up our own company, I wanted to kind of uh, find a name that was going to kind of tie in with what he used to do. Yeah. And so I remember being at my son's baseball game, and I was just like, throwing out names, you know, just to myself. Then I started thinking about, well, you know what? Main event. Main event is, uh, it's an important, when you're purchasing or selling, it's an important part of your life, right? It's mm -hmm. a main event. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, boxing, you're the main event. You yep. want to be the main event. Yep. And so I kind of just tied it in and we, that's how we came up with main event real estate group. I, you know, talked about it with David. He liked it and we went with it. That's awesome. Yeah. And one of the things that we had talked about was just, you know, in, in kind of my own ignorance too, just about the sport that, it's, it's, a lot of times you, you hear about athletes having to move, but you know mm -hmm. David was here for the for the majority of his career, with the exception of having to travel yeah. here and there, right? The only time he had to leave was for training camps, um, which was a little tough, you know, because we were um, he left early in our marriage. You know, he would have to go to training camps for some of his bigger fights, so I would stay back home, and sometimes, um, you know, I had to be there by myself with the kids. But it was worth the sacrifice, definitely. Yeah. You know, nothing worth having comes easy. For sure. No, absolutely. And, and so obviously you have kids and you're, and you're helping raise them. And that's, that's a number one job, uh, no matter what, never ends. But you were also already kind of delving into real estate, um, you know, during that time, right? Yeah. So I was originally licensed 19 years ago. No back, way. Yeah, back in 2002. Uh, had my real estate license for a few years. I was only doing it part time. Then David's career started to really pick up. I mean, pick up. So I took a break. I said, you know what? Let's start focus on, focusing on having our kids and yeah. raising the kids. And I wanted to really support him in his career. You know, I knew boxing wasn't easy and it was going to be a big deal. And so I stayed home and supported him. That's amazing. Yeah. What what drew you to real estate? Which, it, first of all, I mean, I think it's awesome that on one end, you know, you 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 get into something that you know, you say you're passionate about or you know whatever draws you to it, right, mm -hmm. to begin with. But then. To have gone through everything you went through and then still return to it, it almost seems like, man, that 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 is really is passion when you can do something, go through all the success that you guys had uh, as a family, right, mm -hmm. and, and and come back and do that. I think that's an amazing thing. But how or what attracted you to? It's in my blood. Yeah, yeah. You know, my dad. So 
my dad, um, for as long as I can remember, he was always rehabbing and, you know, flipping properties and buying properties. And, you know, my dad uh, would pick us up from school, me and my sister, he would pick us up from school and we would have to go right back with him to his job, wherever he was working at, whatever, you know, investment property he was working on. So I was there doing my homework and, you know, amongst dust and tools and drywall. And it was just something he loved. And on the weekends, our little trips was like, it was driving around the different neighborhoods of Chicago. No way. Yeah, so my mom too, she had a friend who was in real estate and she just kind of like put it in me. Hey, why don't you think about this? And I did and I've loved it since. Wow, 19 yeah. years though. That's, uh, yeah. that's a lot in terms of just seeing the market change and go up and down yeah. and the ebbs and flows of it. You know, so I wasn't, I, I can honestly say I wasn't a part of when it crashed. I wasn't in that part. You know, David was still fighting at that time. Um, but I did come back in 2013. So I've been around again for a little while doing it full time and loving every second of it. And I guess, you know, from when you first started to where you're at today, obviously, you know, things are, are, are different and you're coming into it for, with a different approach having given David's career and, and starting this uh, on your own. But what's the biggest difference you've seen uh, in the industry as, as, you know, as you approach it? Oh, my gosh. Well, from when I first started yeah. to com- yeah. to coming in now, I was Internet. You know, yeah, I mean, it true. was true. Right? <laughs> it was I mean. Agents nowadays have it pretty easy. We're, well, it wasn't GPS and, you know, you were literally printing out your, I mean, it, was, it wasn't easy. Quest. Yeah, your map quest and you're driving around with it and you're like trying to figure out where you're going to go. Um, you had these big books that you were looking at and it was technology. I mean, honestly, technology. Yeah. I remember coming back in and I had asked the current managing broker, I think I had asked him about a fax machine and he's like, fax? We don't even fax anymore. <laughs> you know, it was it, it was a big change. Um, and that was my, you know, from being out of it for so long, that was uh, a big surprise to me coming back. For sure. And you, and you hear a lot about these companies that uh, are investing heavily in technology, oh, yeah. oftentimes even calling themselves technology companies that happen to sell real estate, right? right? Not yeah. the other way around. So when you guys started Main Event, what was, I guess, of importance beyond you know, the people, that's number right. one. But when you think about that technology and the way that you're going to operate, you know, what, what were those factors that you had to consider? Well, what, the main thing is telling our agents, right, and making sure that they understand that, you know, they always say uh, a realtor will never be replaced by technology. But a realtor without technology experience and knowledge will be replaced by another realtor who has that experience. I love that. So that's I think great. it's, like, really important that every realtor has that experience, has that knowledge. It doesn't matter how old you are. You have to learn. You have to learn. You have to learn. So for me, it's about taking that that dive and really knowing that you understand the market and technology that comes with it. No, of course. And when you guys open, I mean, you've been open for about three years now, yeah, right? Yeah, we're going on three years. That's congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what, what was the biggest challenge that you guys face or that you face, um, given the fact that this was probably your first time, I'm guessing, being a managing broker, right? Um, my first time being a managing broker was with another company. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, it okay. was. I, so I was managing broker over at another company, and then I decided to create my own. Oh, yeah. tell but me about... But the biggest challenges, yeah. I would say um, myself, like that self-doubt, you know, because sometimes you, you know, I left something that was good, and then I wanted to create something else. And so I, I was just more of, um, am I doing the right thing? that self-doubt that kind of like plays in your mind and it just yeah. tells you like, no, you didn't. Or 
I don't know. It's just believing in yourself. That was my biggest challenge. But, you know, thankfully, I think that everything else has honestly like kind of fallen into place. I don't know if it's because I, I, I pray on it a lot. You know, I've prayed on a lot of every step that I'm making. I, I, I pray first, you know, and, and I think that's been I don't know. It's been a big help for me. It's helped you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. In the self-doubt thing, I've heard it so often. And I've come to also understand that is somewhat of a cultural thing too, that, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> in our culture that we, we see that often, but I've heard it as imposter syndrome, right? Yes. A hundred percent. What what were some of those things that you had to really overcome from, I mean, was it, you have a, a fighter over here on one end, right? Who's probably oh. coaching you and telling you all sorts of things. Like, like you mentioned about how, how you interact with your kids, right? Yes. And, and, and that Olympian mentality. What, what did you have to overcome personally that someone else just couldn't force you to do it? That someone else couldn't force me to do it. Um, I don't know. You know, I've been lucky. Like you said, having David in the house is like having a mentor, having a just somebody who's really pushing you, you know, to your beyond your limit. You know, David takes no excuse. Like he doesn't take no for an answer. It's it's no excuses, honestly. Um, So whenever there was a time that I would doubt myself, it was kind of like he's like, what are you doing? You know, like, go, you have to go, you have to go do this. And, and I'm grateful for that, that extra push from him. But I think that that was, I don't know. I think that's like my biggest challenge would be just myself, myself. Negative negative self-talk a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing to overcome. And, and, and how do you, have you translated that into being able to lead your team and coach others so that, you know, cause I'm sure that that's not uncommon. Right. It's right. probably the number and one podcast like this help. Yeah? I t- yeah. Seriously. Like Liz, for me, it was about like looking and, and listening to other women, um, who started their own companies and being Latina and seeing how far they've come and where they've started. And, uh, for me, that was really important. So I would just like listen to different podcasts of just these women who were very empowering. Um, and I didn't want to have that imposter syndrome, right? Because here I was before hosting these events, you know, of imp- women empowerment. So for me, I think it was just, um, I'm, I can sometimes be my biggest critic. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the hardest thing. But yeah, just surrounding yourself with really good podcasts and good um, videos and friendships, honestly, friendships, that's a big deal. Help me community is so important. I think it's it so is. overlooked that, you know, that that of why we sometimes feel the way we feel. And, and, and it could be any business, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you start in real estate. I mean, you're starting a brand new business and mm-hmm. you're not only starting a brand new business, but you're competing with others who, who are probably right. moving at a really fast yeah. pace. Right. Yeah. And so it's those things that you have to almost instill in others to say, if you don't have this, you, you're going to face challenges that you could avoid. Right, mm-hmm. and by having that community, by having those people in there and in your corner, whether um, you're in your corner, <laughs> I right? like that. I like that. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, but so I guess how when someone comes to you and and, and or let me t- let me take a step back. Okay. What are you looking for as you're building your team, right? So before you start coaching and mentoring these individuals, like w- what are you looking for as far as the culture that you want to create within uh, main event? So for me, experience doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. I it's it's about. Um, because that you're that we can teach you. We can teach you the real estate part. We can have, but for me, it's all about who you are as a person. What do you have to offer? What do you have? And when I say what do you have to offer, I'm not talking about to us main event. I'm talking about like the world. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, beyond the community, right? To yeah. the world. Who are you, and how are you going to represent our brand? How are you going to re- represent main main event? Um, it's just you. I, like I mentioned before, right? You have to have. Um, you have to be ethical. You have to have this integrity. You just have to be a really genuine 
good person. Um, so for me, that's where it starts. You can join the team, but if I don't have that connection with you, it's not happening. So it's a lot of intuition that plays. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, yeah. And and of course, too, I'm I'm, I'm research I'm researching. I'm checking to see who you are. What are you doing? What are you posting? Um, who you are? You just I don't know. We can't. There, I've had many phone calls of people. Can we join your team? Can you know? I want to be a part of this. How can I do it? And sometimes you just have to say no. Absolutely you know? no. I, I love that. It's, it's it's good. You know, to to keep that tight ship. And one of the things that you mentioned is is looking to see what they've posted. Right. right yeah. And I mean. I'm like I said, I'm very biblical. So uh, mm-hmm. for me, it's you judge a tree by the fruit producer, mm-hmm. right? Um, what is it that I guess from an industry standpoint, we're talking about people posting about their numbers or whatever, mm-hmm. right? What is it that not only are people posting that they shouldn't, but more importantly, like what could you be posting that's actually adding value versus like what are you looking for, right? In that um, when you when you check someone out on social media. What do you, for me, when you said about the numbers, right? For me, it's always about quality over quantity. Yeah. You know, and what I'm looking for on social media is what are you giving back to the community? What are you doing for yourself? I don't want to see, I mean, look at everyone's, I'm not going to judge. I'm not here to judge either, though, at the same time, right? No, but, you're, so, but it's your process, right? right? Yeah. It's but I don't want to see you out there. <laughs> okay, I have to be really selfishly. Careful. Yeah, being selfish or what? yeah, you know. I mean, and it's great to. I think it's great to party, and I think it's great to do certain things. But you just don't have to post everything for sure. You know, so just carry yourself with class. Honestly, that's what it is. Carry yourself with class. How? I mean, is there any sort of etiquette that you're teaching or training or making sure that uh, your team and agents are aware of, so that they're not posting those things? Because I think it's so important and sometimes overlooked that. One wrong post, it could it could ruin oh, you. Oh yeah, it can. You know? Yeah, it can. No, I, I, it's more. That's going to be a one-on-one mm-hmm, conversation mm-hmm. that I'm going to have with anybody. And fortunately, I haven't had to, you know. But I think that if that time ever comes, then it's actually, you know what? Sometimes my husband will post something crazy, and I'm like, David, did you really <laughs> post that? You know, like, come on. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, but it's it's more of a one-on-one conversation I would have with somebody. I'm like, hey, you know, think better next time for sure and and, and talking about the culture at, at uh, main event like you know what is it that more than anything else you want to be recognized as when people think about your realty company um that we're like a family mm. that we're like a family and you know actually we celebrated my birthday on friday so oh, happy birthday thank you and it was just like a last minute thing lunch with the team and we had so much fun and it's uh it's, it, it is definitely about the culture. Like you really have to get along yeah. and it's not just one person getting along with one person. You have to get along with the team. And if I don't see that, and I've seen it in other, in other places where all it takes is one bad seed to ruin it all. And I think it's really important to just kind of keep an eye on that and just making sure that everybody's getting along and everyone's working together. And that's one of the things too, that I love about our team is that, you know, we just had a, a new agent who closed on his first deal um, unfortunately we were going through, we just lost my father-in-law too. I'm so so David and I were in Mexico, um, and this agent was working on his deal. And so there were some calls that I couldn't take, but we had other agents in the office who were more than willing to help him and they helped him and he ended up making it to the closing table. And for me, that's a huge deal. And in turn, he ended up, I found out he ended up giving, um, some of these agents, you know, gift cards and they went out and bought a bike and, you know, they're, <sighs> it's just I, I just honestly, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. A good, uh, good spirit and good energy. Well, in the and, office. 
And it goes back to, you know, kind of your, your pruning process or yeah. your selection process, mm-hmm. making sure that it fits before they even get to that point, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and, if, and it's a testament to the fact that, um, that you've done that yeah. and you've taken the time to do that. Yes. So I guess what's the, the goal or, or, you know, the, the vision for the brand itself? The vision for the brand. Um, you know, it's not too... I do want to, it's funny, okay, so let me take you back a little bit, right? So when I first started Main Event, it was just going to be David and myself. You know, David, that's it. It's us. We don't need to, you know, even through his career, we were always surrounded by so many people, you know, and there was a lot of people that, you know, shouldn't have been around or whatnot. And so even when in real estate, it can be the same way. So we, I was like, David, it's just going to be us two and that's it. And then we started, you know, getting some phone calls like, hey, are you sure you don't want to grow the team? And these are friends, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, let's do it. So we started having more agents. Now there's about 13 of us. And so I would say that the next step would be to continue to grow, to continue to grow, have more agents join the team. Um, I'm not looking to have a ton of agents, but um, just a good, a good team, a good team. So to grow it a little bit more. Um, will I open up another location? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, as of <laughs> now, that no, that's yet. not in the plan. We actually just moved to a new location. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's a bigger office. Thank you. So it's a bigger <laughs> office um, that has more space in case we do continue to grow. Yeah. So we'll take it day by day. No, that's a good approach. That's a good approach. Mm-hmm. And, and, and speaking of approach, uh, I think realtors are always in a unique position, right? In the sense that you're the face of real estate, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're out there and, and people are contacting you. They're not going to an attorney first. They're not going to a right. lender first. Uh, so, so you're out there hustling and, and building oh, yeah. relationships is a really important part of that. But on the other side, you're being solicited all the time because you are that, mm-hmm. that point person, right? And so lenders and attorneys are all trying to get to know you. How do you navigate both of those worlds where, you know, you do need to have a good team, right? Of, 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 of people that you rely on outside of your office. But then uh, how, you know, how do you approach both the the client prospect relationship and then also navigating this world where you're constantly being approached? Um, well, I would say it's important to I, I, it's really important to navigate the both of them. So because um, they're very different, right? Exactly. So I always say, right, your 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 network is your net worth. Yeah. So it's really important to make sure that you are networking and that you're doing those kind or attending those kind of events. But I do tell our agents to be very selective. Right. Because I noticed like when I first started um, getting back into real estate, I was attending so many events and I was like, you know, I'm leaving there. But I was leaving with nothing, mm. you know, and, and like I wasn't it was more of um, just a party. You know, sometimes it was just like a party or. Do you, did you feel that was always a consequence of just the environment that it didn't matter the kind of game face you put on that it just wasn't conducive? to Right. Build? Oh, okay. yeah, gotcha. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so then you had to start. um being a little bit more selective of what of which events you were going to attend, which ones you weren't. And so I think um, just by choosing the right events to go to, that actually was great because it helps you grow um, and you get to pick the minds of so many different people. And as far as um, what was it, uh, the question again? for like, Just the navigating re- the relationships, right? Because I think the, and the reason I was asking is because I want to you have to focus on building relationships. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and creating them as prospects, the clients and all that. But then on the other end, you're constantly being solicited. So going to these events, I'm sure you're trying to meet who you're trying to meet. Right. And then all of a sudden, you got people who are trying to meet you. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, you have and to still play nice. It's not a bad right? thing. It's not a bad thing. But I'm sure it gets to a point where like you have to understand that being out there and putting your name out there means that you're going to get calls from people who are trying to yeah. sell you too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so how, how does that work for you when from a relationship standpoint, right? And maintaining those relationships. I think that's one of the hardest things um, 
is, is I don't want to call it being cordial, right? Because I think you are, yeah. but it's also understanding that you might need someone one day, you know, you don't want to rule anyone out, but there's loyalties that you got to maintain. Right. right? Yeah, so, I know that that a hundred percent. There's uh, a whole world that I think everyone's trying to get to know you. Well, I, so I think that it's important, like that's fine. I think that's great. I do see sometimes people that can be really rude. Yeah. I don't think that you should be rude with the other person um, who wants to meet you. You know, it's building relationships is also a two-way street, right? So sometimes I think in this industry, it's more about, well, what do you have for me? Or what are you going to give yeah. to me? Or what am I going to get out of it? Right. You know, so I think that when two people can actually work together, you can produce a whole lot more. Um, so it's just building a really good relationship and then just making sure that the both of both of both people are really getting something from it. I like just that. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's important. And what about from yeah. the, you know, client solicitation, the marketing yourself standpoint, what's worked best for you? And what are some of the things that you're like, eh, you know, social media, yeah? honestly, yeah, social media, even though I know that I can do a whole lot better in social media, I do love it. Um, but I think social media has been really instrumental on putting us out there mm. um, and, and staying in contact with our clients too. Um, as far as building a relationship with the clients, sometimes it's, it's just a matter of picking up the phone. You know, that is one thing I will say that sometimes I have to talk to the agents is, um, know your client, know your clientele, you know, are they a younger generation who are, who just want to text? Are they an older person or who just wants to speak on the phone? You just have to really know who your client is. So picking up that phone builds a really good relationship. Um, we've been really blessed with a lot of our business is just referral based. So you're already getting that point, huh? Yeah, thank God. No, that, and that's so yeah. true when you talk about know you know your client in that yeah. not everybody communicates the same way, right? Right. Yeah. And and there's a lot that can be lost if, oh, if yeah. you're not doing it on their level, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, what's the, the the like? Is there a way that you make sure of that so that I mean, do you ask? What, what's your approach to, to understanding that so you're not communicating the wrong way? Um, as far, what do you mean? Like as like, far as like, like, with like the your client? client? Yeah, like your client is like, oh. Well, and, if I'm sending them a text message and they're not responding, yeah. then I kind of get the hint. Or um, I'll just pick up the phone or sometimes you're calling them and they don't answer. Then you're like, all right, you know what? Let me just shoot them a text. And then you get a response in like a second. That's so, so funny. Sometimes you just have to learn. That's and, so, and so funny. It's true. Yeah. And you just pick up and you just learn. Um but the simplest way would be, what do you prefer? What's your pre- preference of communication? No, and I ask because you, I think you'd be so surprised. I mean, maybe not you, right? But I, I often find myself mm-hmm. so surprised that some other things that seem more obvious, um, people aren't doing. You know, <laughs> like, you're like, how come you didn't, I didn't think, think right. to do that. Like, yeah. As simple as just asking, yes. right? <laughs> so I know I asked you kind of like the vision of of, of main event, but what about for you? Like, what's, what's the vision for you, you know, career-wise? I mean, I know your kids are... Getting a little older now, right? They Your youngest are, is 12. You know, and it, yeah, so we have three boys. Um, my youngest is 12, 14, and 16. Um, so my boys are, are growing and they're getting big really quick. Um, for myself, it's kind of, I, I'm actually doing that right now and kind of like seeing like, okay, what's my next, um, what's my next move? Honestly, it would be, so I've, I've bought a couple of properties and I think my next move would buy more properties. Nice. Um, as far as... You know, title-wise, you know, I'm a designated managing broker. I'm really happy with that title. I'm really happy with just with doing that. Um, but I guess it would be more to, I think I mentioned to you before, we have, um, we partnered up with some friends. Um, it's called the Clubhouse, right? So it's an organization that kind of gives back to the community. And we have, um, 
you know, it's just young athletes and, and maybe getting more involved in that um, and just creating more ways on how I can help change the world really okay, you let's know do it. let's do let's it start with the city first because the city can use some changing you know mm -hmm. and i'm being a mother of three boys i i, I i'd like to see some change oh, likewise likewise yeah. well if you're out there listening and you need real estate services you want to talk to somebody about real estate um or if you want to be involved and help uh you know, change the narrative of our city to be a better place to live i encourage you to reach out to tanya you can do so by clicking on the form below but tanya i, I really appreciate you coming in and Thank it's you. been a, a breath of fresh air. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me.